0: Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 477 from July 28th, 1997, a Monday night show with guest Kristen Johnson. Now, episode 476 seems to be missing from the archive. There was another fan file that claimed to be 476, but the date doesn't line up. It seems to be from earlier in the month. If we have a recovered copy of 476, we'll put it back in the feed. But as for now, we're going to leave the open space, hoping we find the tape. Adam starts this episode off mic, and he mocks Engineer Mike for not doing his job and having the mics potted up as they started the show. A little anger in his voice. Dr. John, the George Lazenby of fill-in Loveline docs, is in the studio, and Kristen Johnson is making her Loveline debut. She tells Adam about agreeing to guest only as a favor to Dr. Drew, and they recount the story of how Adam and Drew approached her and convinced her to guest on the show. She promises to return and delivers a fantastic appearance, but sadly, this is her only known episode of Loveline. The show has been lost for over 17 years. Producer Anne gets on Mike to explain how bummed out Drew was about missing Kristen due to his family vacation. All in all, classic, great episode. We've been waiting for this one. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherine on Current Day Love one 800 love 191 Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and Podcast One.com, the Home of All Your favorite Podcast. And if you'd like to check out more of my work, please see SuperfanGiovanni.com. Mahalo and get on.
1: The following program is a podcast1.com production.
2: Madam Carolla. Yeah, you got the mic on? Oh. Boy, do we have a crack staff here? Is it too much acid the microphone beyond when the show starts? All right, don't say anything. Very good, because you're uh, digging yourself a deeper grave. I'm Adam Carolla. That is uh, Dr. John, not Dr. What's the other guy? Drew. I forgot him already. <laughs> I'm having withdrawals. I need you. Uh, I, need, I need some coping skills that you can oh, teach me. Wow. Dr. John is a psychologist. Dr. John is a friend of Dr. Drew's, and he is right. filling in quite nicely for him uh, tonight, then tomorrow night. And then uh, Dr. Marcel, the uh, swinging pimp of doctors, the plastic surgeon, another friend of Drew's, the the friend of Drew's that he doesn't like to talk about, is going to show up with his female entourage, his ascot, and his gold chains. So uh, we'll look forward to that. Phone number one eight hundred L O V E one nine one. Fax number 310-854-4455. Kristen Johnson is here from Third Rock How from the you Sun. Doing? Thank you for coming.
3: Oh uh, you're welcome. I actually came to do Drew a favor, but so I don't know why I'm here.
2: I gotta tell you what we're you gonna do to him.
3: Oh, I have no idea. I was just gonna sort of wing it.
2: He is a he is a huge fan of yours. Oh. And he is not. will come back then. He's not. Oh, please do. I will. Oh, he'll just go to his house when I need okay. you on the show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Drew, I, I described you as uh, his wife, just uh, three inches taller, ten pounds lighter, and ten years younger. So he's. Uh, I'm sure
3: she loved that.
2: Oh, she's a big fan of mine. Uh, I bet. <laughs> I, get phone call- I, s- I swear to God, I get phone calls from her uh, in the middle of the day. This uh-huh. is Susan. I was listening to the show. I uh, understand that's just a character I play right? Well, it didn't sound like it. Oh, you're,
3: you're claiming the Howard Stern thing. Right, really right. Really nice guy in real life. Right.
2: I, I, I claim to masturbate three or four times a day. It's really only two or three. <laughs> so I'm not all that bad. All right. So Kristen Johnson is here. And let me say this in uh, uh, all uh, earnestness. Drew is a big fan of yours. Drew was dying to meet you. Uh, please chime in, uh, Producer Ann. When he found out that you're coming the week that he was on vacation, he, uh, he I, I never seen a grown man cry. Yeah. Oh,
4: really? He was He was about to cancel his vacation. Uh,
2: he really crazy. was. Yeah. Well, we'll just go over there. Yeah, he's, uh, where is he? You can't I know where he's know at. at really? I'll
3: call
2: him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's, please. Okay. Please do that. Oh, because it, he
3: sent you over in that restaurant to ask me to do the show. Right. You were th- like his minion. This he couldn't is, even
2: do it himself. I prefer to think of myself as his bitch, thank <laughs> okay. you. But Drew has a certain quiet dignity. Oh, He's yes. a doctor. He does, right, not, right. Uh, he does not approach celebrity types in <laughs> right, public. Right, right. So
3: Whereas you had no fear. I was drunk. Yeah, okay, good. So
2: <laughs> we we're, uh, yeah, were out to dinner, and uh, Drew gives me the tug on the sleeve. It's that third rock from the sun chick. He doesn't say See, chick, that's now uh, my name, which I know. is really exciting. Oh, it is. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Producer Ann just said it's... Uh, I, I called you uh, Kristen Johnson, I believe, that, instead everybody of does Johnston. It. It's
3: actually Johnston, but that's too annoying to correct everybody all the
2: time. So. God bless you. You I'm know. like, yeah, if people call me Alan, I'm fine Yeah, with
3: no, exactly. It's, it's better than Third Rock from the Sun chick. Well, you can call me Kristen Johnson.
2: Uh, Drew does not have amazing recall when it comes to things that are not in a textbook. Okay. So he said, it's that lovely woman from Third Rock from uh-huh. the Sun. And I said, uh, where, where? Oh, yeah, oh, so it is. And he said, go get her on the <laughs> show. And I said, oh, please, Drew, this is uh, humiliating. Go get her, go get her, go get her. So, uh... I walked up to you, and I believe you're waiting for a table. I was. And for I
3: about seven hours. I don't know
2: concerned. why someone like you needs to wait in this town for a table. Okay. There should well, be one know. with a phone and a fax machine <laughs> in a corner that they wisp you away <laughs> to. But uh, uh, no, there haven't you were. I
3: pulled rank, you know. I don't yeah. pull rank at restaurants.
2: You got to get a new publicist. Okay. <laughs> the, the point is, uh, are they here? Yes, yeah, Okay. Oh, here. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, don't fire this one. Just get another one. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying get rid of the one you have.
3: <laughs> I didn't let my publicist know I was going to the Gardens of Taxco, so you know I try not to let her know when I go to small Mexican restaurants. It's a
2: uh, it's a bit of a dive, but it's a good time. They make uh, they make margaritas with like white wine or something, which is
3: tragic as right. far as I'm concerned. It's
2: tragic that I have to bottle buy a bottle of tequila and bring it into a restaurant. <laughs>
3: See, I knew I should have sat with Oh, you, you. got to hang with me.
2: Yeah, and Drew can get you all the, you know, he's got a car I'm full sure. of samples. Whatever.
5: Oh,
2: I'm sure. <laughs> you're feeling up, he'll bring it you down. You're down, he'll bring it right, up. okay. Whatever it takes. <laughs> oh, I hear uh, Drew is on the, oh, boy, he is He is giddy. He's probably, uh, tell him to change his uh, briefs and we'll be with him in just a second. Drew is on line eight, I <laughs> Oh, guess. no. So he sends me over and I'm dreading it uh, because, you know, there's nothing There's nothing worse than, um Bothering someone who probably gets bothered these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the uh, success of the show and all. And, hell, just a good-looking blonde right, uh, sure. out at a restaurant oh, yeah. is going to be uh, bothered to some degree. But I walked up to you, you looked up, and you recognized me. I recognized your voice, actually. Ah. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I, ju-
3: I had just been listening to the show. Uh, I was down on the Jersey. Oh, this is too boring to even go into. But I was actually just listening to the show, and, um, and I said, Oh, my God, that's the guy, just by your voice. So,
2: right. You thought it, at first it was just some nappy-headed guy with a deviated yeah, septum,
3: for, <laughs> some frat kid with a beer, but no.
2: All right, and the the good news is is you were is you gracious me into
3: uh, coming in. Yes, so. and you were when gracious I came in to do You to do kept it. saying Drew will really wants you to come in. Drew really wants. And now I'm here, and he's not. But no offense no to you, problem. I'm very excited. Well, we
2: have. Uh, I hear we have Drew on uh, line eight, mm-hmm. so we'll see if we can get to him. Drew. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi Drew. Drew. Hi. How's the vacation going?
6: Very nice, and uh, and uh, politely intruded into our uh, uh, connubial bliss here.
2: Yeah, what are the uh, what are the triplets doing? Are they, crazy. are they doing the human pyramid thing?
6: <laughs> They're the flying Pinsky's.
2: Have you uh, convinced them to keep their pants on for just five minutes at yeah, the a time? Adam,
6: for you, that pajama's on now.
2: <laughs> All right. Let it, me explain the uh, view hey, you know, here. Really sounds pretty good. Oh, it does? I'm just
6: kind of listening to it on the phone here. It's, uh, Adam, you're entertaining.
2: Well, why don't you take another week? <laughs> I feel a little confined I mean, when you're around, just, Drew.
6: Three days without you, I can't stand it.
2: All right. Drew, I, I do miss you. As God oh my is my God. witness, I miss you.
6: Oh. <laughs>
5: All
2: right, I'm, I'm going to fog up again. but. <laughs> Drew? Yeah? Let me explain Kristen, if I could, for just a second. <laughs> uh, she's, uh, and don't stop me if I'm wrong Okay. 5'11", <laughs> easy, easy. 5'11", standing in sand. Uh-huh. Y- do you understand, Drew? I understand. Um, uh, not an ounce of fat on her. Uh, streamlined like she was built in a wind tunnel. This woman, long flowing blonde locks, not an ounce of makeup, but still radiant, Ow! glowing, teeth like a uh, pearly white picket fence. I'm gonna come here every night of the week, Adam.
6: Oh, really? Yeah. All right, uh, Kristen, do you have some kind of weapon?
3: Yes, I do. Don't worry, I can take
2: I can take care of myself. Oh, really? Uh, be careful. Her uh, good right hand, cunning, and a and uh, an amazing wit is her is is the only uh, weapon she needs in her arsenal,
5: girl. So. Well,
6: Adam, I'm at a complete disadvantage. I'm 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 100 miles away from you on a telephone with my kids jumping around me. Uh, I wish I could be there, but I'm going to sign out.
2: All right. I'm worthless. Well, I can barely say, hear you. Well, say hi to say hi first,
6: Kristen. Yes. yes. I I'm I'm livid with Anne for having to put you on when I'm going to be away. I'm I'll a come on. back. Very okay. Okay. That's great. Have I'm, a I'm great a huge, ch-
3: have a great vacation. I'm a
6: huge fan of your show. My wife and I we watch that whenever possible. Oh great. And when you got, you used to be at a time we could see it more regularly. We our show's on now, so it's. Hold on. Let's, uh, 9.30 or something. Let's have
2: was, fun with Drew. Okay. Uh, what, uh, let's have fun with Drew. Drew? Yes? What network is the show on? I have no
5: idea. All right. <laughs> but I don't set the channels. Yes, I understand.
2: Right. <laughs> it's too much trouble when the little numbers pop up. It's very confusing. So yeah, it's the only Roman numeral uh, TV box in the city. All right, Drew. All right. Uh, get back to the bong. Uh, thank you. All right. <laughs> God bless you. Okay, so you can All see right, that, that Drew is a sincere fan.
3: Yes, that that meant a lot to me.
2: All right, let's talk about the show for just one moment. Certainly. Uh, Is it... uh, You're between... uh, You're on hiatus right now, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And you're going in... Are you going into the third or the second? We're going into the third. Okay. It's basically uh, our uh,
3: second and a half year, but it's officially our third. It's very... We were a mid-season replacement. So, in other words, we've been on the air now a year and a half.
2: Right. And the show started off uh, with sort of a uh, cult following, and it uh, actually don't, no. Don't tell me about your own show. Let me explain. Oh, you.
3: okay. Oh, I uh, didn't know that you were talking to. Okay, is, it's not a conversation. In in my in my world. Okay.
2: The show started as, uh, hey, what's this? Um, a lot of people loved it, and a lot of people hated it. Right. A lot of people thought, well, oh, it was way over the top, mm-hmm. a far fetched premise, mm-hmm. uh, big broad comedy, the kind of stuff that they hadn't seen. In a while, mm-hmm. there was all this uh, Seinfeld and Mad About You and this more cerebral right. stuff that was going on. And here came this sort of almost throwback uh, to the, uh, you know, um, Lucy almost uh-huh. uh, kind of esque uh, TV show. Big, broad characters mm-hmm. and all that. And it rubbed some people the wrong way, mm-hmm. but then everyone started getting on board with it, and it's turned into a, an amazing success. Is that how it went? Oh,
3: now you want me to talk? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, no, I I actually think it was sort of a critical... uh, The critics didn't seem to like it at first, and I think uh, people, yes, loved it and hated it, but kept coming back, because there were something... Even if they hated it, they were like this is just such a freak show I have to watch some more and then they actually understood I think it takes three or four viewings to really get what we're doing that it's that it is really broad and really sick but it's always based in some sort of reality that it's not just people mugging although Mm -hmm. we do that too sometimes Um, so I think that's what people have started to really get into
2: and uh, the, uh, the cast is uh, delightful as far as I can tell. We had uh, Simbi Kali. Yes, Nina, in, who plays Nina, right? In here, and we had um, French Stewart. Yeah, you were raving about him at the restaurant. Really enjoyed him. Yeah. And I enjoyed Simbi. Yeah. And I thought they were just uh, two of the nicest people uh, we've had in here in a long time.
3: Well, the, the producers of the show said that when they cast it, they, they made us come, keep coming back in because they wanted to make sure they were, we were the type of people they could have a beer with. Right. That it was really important for them that we were actually also really fun to work with.
2: Well, I which guess. Is pretty smart. Uh, yeah, I don't want to sound cliche, but the chemistry sort of shows yeah. through mm-hmm. on the show. All right. So, and it's uh, switching uh, now when it starts up again
3: Wednesday night. we're going to be on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m.
2: On uh, the fabulous NBC. Oh, sure. The unstoppable NBC. Well, uh, I'll tell you, pick the good time to get on board
3: the uh, NBC train.
2: I know. I I mean, let's face it. There there are good years or good decades or good spells for all the different networks. And if you charted it over the last 35 years, you'd see that uh, NBC is really riding the crest. They are. Uh, And right about the time, I mean, it's been going on for a little while, but you guys really got on board. Yeah. And it seems like, in a way, that, you know, Seinfeld's been on for like mm, seven six years, year, or, seven years. Yeah, something like that. And that uh, you guys are almost being sort of, uh, I shouldn't say groomed, but you guys are sort of the uh, heir to mm-hmm. the throne, in a sense.
3: I think that that's, you know, a feasible thing. I, that would be great. It's oh. obviously a great time slot.
7: Oh, what luck. All yeah. right,
2: uh, <laughs> John. Oh, we're going this back is to Danielle
7: eight. from uh, last night.
2: Oh, all right. Uh, Danielle? Yeah. You're 16. Yeah. You were on hold for 100 minutes last night. Mm-hmm. Your call was so scintillating that we never got to you. Oh,
4: yeah. Um, well, I, I want to say hi to Kristen. Hello. Uh, hello.
2: I've got to apologize for our listeners. They're, oh, that's they're okay. Not, they're not <laughs> the quickest in the world. Oh,
3: I'm sorry. I'm I was just sorry. saying hi back, that's all. Oh,
4: okay. I'm sorry. I'm kind of slow.
3: That's okay.
4: Okay. Oh. I, I, I think you're wonderful, and I love your show. Oh, thanks. But, um, Okay. My problem is this. I I love my boyfriend a whole lot. We've been going out for a little over six months, and he's, like, the first guy I've gone out with that's treated me like a human being, you know, like, he really wants me to, like, stay around, but um, lately he's been, like, really, um, not, uh, well, kind of withdrawn. He's been kind of moody, and it's like, I'll ask him what's wrong, and he'll be like nothing. And he, you know, I'll, I'll ask him again later and he'll be like, nothing, you know, don't worry about it. And he'll eventually tell me and I'll be like, why didn't you tell me, you know, earlier? And I'm always, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of, um, oh God, what's the word? <laughs> um, help me.
3: You're kind uh, of boring, screwed? <laughs> screwed?
2: Thank you.
4: No, so, um, insecure. That's the word. Um, uh
2: huh.
3: How, how old is your boyfriend?
4: He's 18,
2: uh-huh.
4: yeah, um, and I'm, I mean, I know I'm really insecure, because I've been in, in, a, um, in a few really bad relationships where I was hurt really badly, and, um, and I don't want this to happen now, because I really like my boyfriend, but I mean, like, also sometimes I have dreams that he's cheating on me, with like, one time I had this dream that he was cheating on me with someone I didn't know, and then I had a dream that he, he was cheating on me with someone I did know. All right. it, was just, it was really awful. I mean, I still, mm. I still think about it sometimes, and I just, I feel. I mean, I feel awful because uh, I know how.
3: He's do it. How long have you guys been together? Almost seven months.
7: Uh-huh. Okay, Danielle. What is it? What is it that you're fri- frightened about? What are you insecure about? I
3: mean, well, I'm
4: insecure that he's going to leave me. I mean, he always says, you know, I'm not going to leave you. I love you, but I, I, mean, I don't know. I still feel like really insecure, especially mm. lately. Because and
7: I'm, Danielle, have have you been left before?
4: Yeah. I mean I, I was going out with um with guys before and you know they're like, I love you, I love you, blah, blah blah and then I find out a week later they've been sleeping with some other girl for like the past four months. It's like okay.
7: Mhm. And Danielle, what uh, what about your family? Parents, are they around or
4: uh I live with my mom, my, okay. my so what, mom, my stepdad. My dad left when I was like five months old. Okay,
2: okay so you got All abandoned right. so by uh, the, the first male you knew. Yeah. Essentially. Well, I,
4: mean, I still see him, just he's
2: Right. But, right. But he he doesn't he he's not as interested as he as he should be. No. Not right. At all. all right. So there it is.
7: And what's your what's your relationship with your stepfather? I hate him. I hate him. Okay. So Why do you hate him?
4: Because um he's I mean he's really mean to me. I mean, yeah. like he wants me yeah. to do stuff around the house and he could ask me nicely like, "Could you please clean the kitchen?" and he's like, "You should have done that earlier."
8: Yeah. Like,
2: well, I didn't know that. Uh, stepdads go to um, a-hole school. I don't know if you're aware of that. Uh, they, they they come out, they're nice guys, but they have a guy. Uh, repeat after me. Uh, Vince, stand up. You'd like, uh, there's a load of dirty laundry. Uh, please, go ahead and ask your stepdaughter to do it. Um, could you remove the dirty, uh, no, 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 no. Larry, tell them how to do it. Hey, yo, ho, take the goddamn clothes into the hamper and haul them upstairs. <laughs> this is I, I swear to god step parents get trained to yep. be evil. I've had yep. uh, I've had some rough ones myself. I, I don't know anyone who has a good one at relationship with. No, them. because listen, it's all your parents can do to like you. For, well, you exactly. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you're big enough pain in the ass for right. your parents. Well,
3: let's talk I think she's uh she sounds really uh, anxious about this situation with this guy.
2: She, she certainly is. And here's the, here's this, I got her on hold. She can hear us, but um, we can't hear her. Here's, we're not going to erase this kind of insecurity in a, you know, three minute phone call. All I can say is this, if she keeps, um, telling the guy that she's scared he's going to leave, eventually that will get him to leave. It will be one of those self-fulfilling prophecies. Mm -hmm. So, what you have to do is realize you're insecure. You've admitted it, Danielle. That is your little problem. In your world, everyone's cheating on you. In your world, you're shorter and heavier than everybody. In your world, uh, your boyfriend is having some sort of clandestine meeting uh, behind your back. This is your world. You've got to realize it's your world. And don't thrust it on him, and don't thrust it on the people around you, because that will repel them. Mm -hmm. That will drive them away. I I hate to say it. I wish it was a better world. But when people start hearing this, they do move away. So it is your world, Danielle. You have to get help with it, but don't thrust it on him, because uh, your worst nightmare will come true. I thought that was pretty good, uh, John. You can leave. By the way, we don't need a, we don't need a psychologist on this show. Farah, twenty. Hi. You're on with Kristen Johnston from Hi. Third Rock. <laughs>
4: um, my question is: is I've been diagnosed with clinical depression, and I feel another depressive episode coming on. And I was wondering if there's anything that you know can be done to stop it or to head it off.
7: Farah, what type of treatment have you had so far?
4: Um, uh, I'm on Prozac now and Boost Bar.
7: Uh-huh. What's Boost Bar?
4: Boost Bar is for anxiety. It's
7: an anti-anxiety medication. And, and is that is that successful? Is it,
4: uh... Well, they just put me on that. I've I've tried...
7: When did you go on it?
4: Um, this new one, the Prozac, they just put me on it at the beginning of, um, June.
7: June. Okay.
4: And it, and it worked quite a, quite a bit, and all of a sudden, about last week, it's... Starting
7: to not. All right. So, are you just on medication? Are you getting any psychotherapy? Or? Yes, I am. All right. And is that successful?
4: Um, they just put. I just started with a new therapist, so I don't know. Okay. I just met her.
7: All right. There's there's a number of of uh, theories around depression and a and a number of treatments for depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is based on cognitive behavioral theory, right. and that works with uh, dealing with uh, the thought process.
1: Correct. Mm-hmm.
7: And thinking, so you've had some treatment with this. Yes. Okay. Has that been successful at all?
4: Mm, not really.
7: No. It's, it's,
4: it's tough to change how you think, and you know, well, it turn everything a, around. It, and
7: it takes a lot of practice. Yeah. And what do you what do you do to enjoy things in life? What do you What are you successful at?
4: Um, not much. I, I don't do much, <laughs> especially yeah. since now I you know. Do you work? Yeah. Where do you work? Um, at a hotel.
2: Uh-huh. How's that going? That's okay. What do you do there?
4: I work front desk.
2: All right. So, now, um,
7: you're not doing much now because you're depressed. What about, what about when you're not depressed? Are there some things that you do? Do um, people socialize?
4: Kind of, yeah. I, I mean, I have my friends. I, I talk to them. Just, I mean, just the past couple of months, I haven't done much just because of the
7: depression. It's hard everything. to get out and hard to get. Very, yeah. Okay. All right, Farah.
2: Uh I think uh, I'm starting to get depressed, so I want to cut this call short. That's all right. I think you have to weather the storm here. I mean, you're on the medications. Mm -hmm. You're in therapy. Yeah. I think the important thing to do, because uh, Lord knows I've had some bouts of depression Mm -hmm. in my day. And the important thing to do is uh, there there are going to be points in your life when you're depressed. I mean, that's just it. Someone can die anytime. Mm -hmm. Someone can dump you anytime. You can get fired anytime. Mm -hmm. uh Kristen, you can be driving home tonight and get cleaned out by a uh, uh, tractor trailer. Thanks. And then you'd, yeah, be, you'd be depressed. I mean, if you're alive right. to experience a depression, <laughs> you'd surely be depressed. Uh, they'd fire you right off the show. You'd no longer be beautiful anymore because of the plastic surgeon. Uh, the whole thing. The point is, is there's plenty of reasons to be depressed in this life. And it's all right. I mean, no one said
7: you have to be happy but, straight on. But people on. say
3: that all the time. Right. I mean, the, well, Adam, our entire this, society is telling mm-hmm. us we have to be happy all right. the time. Right. This
7: is clinical depression. Right. right. It's right. different than just getting bummed out. Right. I, I understand. All right. Please so, try not to be condescending.
3: What's your, <laughs> what <is laughs> your en- point? engineer? My, Wait, can I just say one thing, Sarah? <laughs> hold to on.
2: Sh- shut John's mic off for a second, <laughs> would you? Thank what, you.
3: Can what? I just say one? No, right. Which is, if she is in treatment with this with this person, she, if she's lucky enough to ha- be getting treatment, clearly she should call this woman tomorrow morning. And get in there and, and really explain to her that she feels scared that this thing is coming on and that she really needs, you know, she needs to be de- talking with this woman that she has a relationship with already. Right.
2: Would you like me to say anything to the listeners, John? I know the mic's shut off. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. Don't F with me, John. I'll, I'll get Dr. Marcel in here by uh, 1030, believe me. Alright, I, I, I didn't want to be too uh, Pollyanna-ish, but what I was saying is, is I, I've been through some real steep depression in my life, and I'm not saying it was necessarily clinical depression, but I think the important thing is, is not to do anything stupid. Don't get fired from your job, uh, don't cut on yourself, mm-hmm. don't kill yourself, mm-hmm. don't get hooked on barbiturates, mm-hmm. ride it out, take your medication, do your therapy, see if you can get your ass out of bed in the morning and go to work and feed the dog and keep up. For the few months that it lasts, or the few weeks that it lasts, or whatever the cycle is, and then you can get back with it, with life, without losing any ground. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make bail in order to get back out into society again. All right, that is my, uh, that is my master plan for you, fair. Dr. John, uh, mic's still off? Okay. I'll, uh, I'll sell the hell out of the next call. Uh, we have Mary. She's uh, 14. Her 17-year-old boyfriend is moving a little bit fast for her comfort. I'm guessing uh, she's talking sexually. And we'll be back with more Kristen Johnston from Third Rock after this.
1: Uh, hiya. From the Oscar-winning screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave comes television's next great groundbreaking drama.
5: I'm
9: trying to find out who killed our son.
1: One Crime will affect so many lives.
4: You need to be the voice for people who do not have a voice.
1: American Crime, series premiere Thursday, March 5th at 10, 9 central on ABC. And experience the weekly American Crime podcast hosted by Elvis Mitchell with an inside look at each episode. Subscribe now
7: at podcast1.com slash American Crime.
0: Did you ever wonder what happened to Pauly
1: Shore? Yes! Well, now he's doing something called the Paulie Shore Podcast Show. Try and experience when I'm about to chirp in your lobes, okay, cool? It's a podcast that's the Paulie Shore
10: Show. So, the name is the Paulie Shore Podcast Show. And this is where I sit once in a while just to, uh, sit. The Paulie Shore Podcast Show. Man,
5: this is where
1: it goes down! Download a new episode every week right here at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. That's awesome.
2: Harry Connick, Jr. Welcome back to Line. Uh, yes, with uh, Adam Carolla and Dr. John. Kristen Johnston is here from Third Rock from the Sun. NBC Wednesdays at 8.30 starting Nine eight, o'clock. Oh, it's nine? Yeah. <laughs> well, start watching at 8.30. Yeah. And oh, we don't want any mess I think
3: it's on at nine.
2: I'm pretty sure. Well, let's play it safe and say 8.30. Let's say 8.30. Uh, let's say forty-five.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> uh i don't know what's on before it but uh i don't either i'm guessing now isn't it kind of cool that uh your show is going to be one of those gravy spots for the up and coming shows like, you know, like when, when, when shows used to get in between, uh, what was it, Seinfeld?
3: Seinfeld and uh, ER, or something like that.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you got that uh, 930 slot, it was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, don't know.
3: I don't know if we're quite at that spot yet.
2: Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, whoever, whatever uh, new fall show that right. uh, Jenny McCarthy or, or whatever whatever they got coming up. Uh, well, see,
3: people would watch that show whether our show was near it or not. Well, yeah. At least the first one.
2: Yeah, they'll watch. Yeah. They'll watch. And then uh, when, as soon as they see the the top staying on, uh, they may move <laughs> over. But uh, but really, they could put, like, the uh, Dancing Hitlers right. after your show, and it's going to get some rating.
3: Oh, well, that's uh, well, I hope
2: so. <laughs> so you're saying know. you would endorse a show called the Dancing Hitlers?
3: Yeah, more than Jenny. No, I'm kidding.
7: <laughs> I'm
2: totally <laughs> kidding. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, oh, here's what I want to say. I want to tell you, sir. We were talking uh, during the break about uh, some, some uh, mutual acquaintances. Uh, Bob Cashell, who's, is he a writer and producer yes. on the show? yeah. And uh, Jim Doherty, right, who's a writer on the show. And uh, both guys who I knew through the uh, Acme Comedy Theater years ago. Both, uh, uh, you, ne- you never knew comedy could be this intense. You never knew comedy could be this scary. Yeah, <laughs> well, these guys—they guys,
3: take, take it seriously. They're, but they're very intense funny.
2: guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they—they're—they're they're hard. They're the hardest working guys in showbiz. They're show awesome. Biz, but they're both just hilarious.
3: Jim, yeah, you're Jim right.
2: Jim Doherty did audience warm up for years, and he still for, does our show. You know, oh, he, he does? writes
3: it, and then he he writes on uh, on our show, and then he
2: warms up with the audience every. Does he every Does he do that gag with the um, with the electric shock thing when he? Like, touches someone's ear and goes... <laughs> uh, no. Oh, it's hilarious.
3: I'm working, you know. So,
2: uh, 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 sh- that's code for doing coke in the donut room, <laughs> right? right. Uh, Jim, and <laughs> uh, if I hit close to home, just you know, Jim, give me a kick in the shin. Okay, Jim, uh So my Jim Adoherty story is, is uh, he's doing he, this guy's a warm-up whore. He'll do any show, and he's, ma- he's making a ton of money. He's, this is a great gig. This audience, warm-up people from around the country who aren't uh, real familiar with the scene here. They have guys who come out and talk to the audience and give away some stuff and get them going and do the jokes before the show tapes and then during the breaks in the show. Keeping the audience lively and and, and, and captive and all do that you know kind of stuff. Who did our stuff. show
3: before Jim O'Doherty? Who? Ray Combs, the guy from the, the guy Sh-
2: killed himself. Yeah,
3: that's right. Like the year before you. That was on himself. the
2: suicide note. I should have never done that third rocket. <laughs> no. Okay. Listen, I, I I don't I don't mean any bad karma. No. Uh, so O'Doherty would do this, and he was doing it for um, uh, the new candid camera. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The the uh, Vindabona vehicle. Right. And he needed a guy because he was doing American Gladiators or something at the same time, and he, like... Uh, he, no way! He, yes, I, uh, go ask him if he did American Gladiators. I will! The guy looks like a gladiator, though. I know. And so the guy says, listen, I'm, we're taping, um, you know, these Vinda bonus shows, they tape 135 a day or something. And he said, I, I can't make the last one. Could you fill in for me? And I said, uh, yeah, I've never... You know, he thought I was a funny guy, but I'd never done warm-up before. Oh. And he was nervous as hell. I mean, Jim's very intense. Right. And he's like, uh, Adam, don't make an ass of me. This is, uh, this is at Universal Studios. These people are right off the tram. Vindabona's over there. It's um, Dom DeLuise is over here. Clean, ultra clean material, because he knows I'm a little foul. Right. And he doesn't want me pissing off this. Th- and it's a huge crowd. Right. And you're going to do the last show for me. And I said, uh, okay, you know, wear a suit, and, and, and what are you going to say? Right. And Jim's one of these guys, he's going to, he's going to intimidate the comedy out of me. Uh, and I say my monotone drone, uh, Jim, I don't know, I hadn't planned anything. Uh, what do you mean you hadn't planned anything? You better say something funny. So I said, uh, all right, but keep it clean. Please keep it clean. For God's sake, keep it clean. So, Jim, it's the very last show. Jim's got the mic. He's talking to a large uh, crowd, uh, every every continent represented except right. for uh, uh, the United States or North America there. And he's doing a shtick, and he says, listen, uh, everybody, I have a very important meeting. I have to go to a very uh, pressing engagement. I'm going to turn the microphone over to the very uh, uh, able hands of Adam Carolla. He's a very funny gentleman. He's going to take over for me, and there shouldn't be any prom at all. Uh, here he is, Adam Carolla. A little smattering of applause. I get the microphone. Jim takes off through the crowd. I say uh, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Uh, you have to excuse Jim. He's uh, his wife is uh, uh, nine months pregnant, and everyone starts uh, clapping. Is and he walk still as there? As he's uh-huh. walking out through the crowd, and <clears throat> she's nine months pregnant, and he's got to find the guy who knocked her up. Mm-hmm. And Jim comes circling around. <laughs> And he, you know, as only Jim can. And he he almost tackles me in front of uh, the 350 people. And he says, uh, and and we're arguing into the mic now. What the hell was that? I was just making a joke. You're scaring the hell out of them, for Christ's sake. I told you to keep it clean. Uh, Jim, I got, uh, here's the big laugh. Uh, Yeah, they laughed, Jim. That was a nervous laugh. so very intense man and uh, you uh, you get to work with these guys on yeah. a daily basis
3: no so you can so you can see it's a freak show yes that's just the tip of the iceberg of the writers that we have on our show how
2: many so. uh, how many do you have all together I think
3: it's like 15 <sighs> yeah and they're all just like, and they're all just amazing, really brilliant, funny, uh, wild.
2: We guy. need something on that. I asked Anne to, like, scratch down an address of uh, some <laughs> ticket giveaway or something. She's pissed off for a week. We need writers on this show, Anne. Can you get some writers? Okay. All right. Uh, back to the phones we go. Mary.
11: Hi. Um, my boyfriend, Um, he's just, he's turning 18 in a week, and I just turned 14, and like about a month ago, and he's moving a little too fast for me, and I don't know like how to say no and stop, because you know mm-hmm. I don't want to lose him. You don't. No. Why not? Because he's really nice and uh, he's really cool. Uh
2: huh. And what is um how what base has he gotten to? With me? No, just know. <laughs> uh, with, uh with Kristen.
11: Hey, no, I don't know. Um, I think he's. Gone all
2: the way. Oh, you think he has? Yeah. You, you, but you don't know whether your boyfriend's had sex yet.
11: Well, we don't really talk about that.
2: I see. He's just busy working on you. Yeah. And uh, wh- how far have you two gotten along?
11: We've gotten to second base.
2: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Is that is that kissing or is that feeling the, uh, feeling the the breast?
11: That's like feeling.
2: Okay, uh, but that's feeling the top, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's not downstairs because that's uh that's third. That's below the belt. And then there's one time I've got caught in a few rundowns between uh, first (laughs) and second, where I go for the breast, she slaps the hand down, I get caught somewhere in between. (laughs) And all I'm thinking thinking at this point is making it back to first base. I hope you're talking about when you were younger. No, no, I'm talking about now. I'm talking about with prostitutes. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, please. (laughs) Oh dear! <laughs> but it's so true. When you get caught in that rundown, like between bases, l- like you're playing baseball, all you want to do is get back to your old base safely right. without this okay. incident. Sorry, yes, sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry. Do it again. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Mary, I think you. Where is this guy? Can we talk to him?
11: Um. No. Why not? Because we're not. He lives at a. Um. He lives in the country. Oh. oh. The city,
2: kind of. He uh, does. He have a phone? Or? Or do you just have to, like, fire a few shots from the shotgun up in the air from the porch and he, he comes <laughs> no, he down with the phone. cider jug and coveralls? or What's that? He
11: has a phone.
2: Oh, he does? Yeah. So, uh, can we give him a call? No. Shh. Oh, please. Come on i don't no. have writers on this show we have to stoop <laughs> we don't have that highbrow humor
3: no you got we got and she has to deal with it
2: okay you yeah, you're, you're right. Kristen, go ahead you're, well
3: you're, i know i mean this is you know you're this is a young girl we're talking, we're 14, 14 years old and uh, i know i remember what it was like it wasn't that long ago um i just think that um you know if you feel really strongly about something if this guy really cares about you i think he will really understand if you want to take it slowly. I really do, and, and if he doesn't, I know that this is really hard to hear right now, but if he doesn't understand that, then he's not the guy for you.
2: It It does sort of sort itself out. I mean, you get to realize the depth of his commitment by how much he respects you.
3: Absolutely, and I mean, I think saying something like, you know what, I'm not quite ready just yet, and, you know, do you want to talk about it or whatever, in any way you think you can communicate it to him without you know, crying or being, you know, really upset or, you know, making him feel bad. If you can just sort of be honest with him, I think, you know, it seems to me that only a jerk would respond in a
7: negative way to that. Right. But, Mary, are you, what are you afraid is going to happen if you start talking to him to slow down?
11: I I don't want, I'm afraid that he's going to say that I'm just going too slow and I'm just a loser because I don't want to take the chance and I yeah. don't
7: want well, to yet. It sounds like you're afraid you're going to lose him. See, that's the mm-hmm. that's the fear. Mm-hmm. And we can sit here and tell Mary to go slow, which is great advice. But she is afraid that she's going to lose this guy. Right. So it's, what's going to But what I'm
3: saying is if she says to him if she, she has to be honest with him well, and if she says to him, this is how I feel and he does if she does lose him, I mean, uh, that's it's a hard hurt. lesson to learn at 14. Right. But but if he if he if he does run away from that, then he wasn't worth having anyway. Right. But that's tough at 14 to have well, that. It is. it is. Yeah. It's but tough at 28. It's tough
7: at 40. It's a must learn lesson. Yeah. She's got to learn that lesson.
2: Yeah. And, and uh, I hard I would I would. Uh Take it a step further and say, uh, having sex with a guy never kept a guy around in the long haul Absolutely. anyway. Absolutely. So, you so, you know, what are you gaining from this? Yes, you give in to him because you're scared you're going to lose him. So you have sex with him. Uh, that, is a, that lasts a long weekend. Right. But ultimately, if he's out, he's out anyway.
3: And isn't it, isn't it sort of the guy's job at that age to, to try to get as far along as he can? I mean, well, isn't he just simply doing what, oh, you know, and said, so yeah. it's sort of up to the girl yeah. to say, hey, but there's one other, settle down. He's
7: 18, she's 14. Well, they have mace, there's, by the way. There's coercion involved here. And that's why it becomes more of an abusive situation because that's of the uh, underage
2: of age thing. Age. yes.
7: And what she's afraid of happening. Mm-hmm. And partly,
2: yeah. uh, I'm sorry for jumping in, but I'm guessing right. what she's doing is, is she knows she's with a, you know, he's got that teenage mustache and he just got his braces off right uh, two weeks ago, and he's being <laughs> rebellious and not wearing the retainer. <laughs> and she's thinking, I'm 14, and uh, I got to play grown-up. Right. And uh, if I tell him to right. slow down, I'm acting my age. In which case, uh, seeing what
3: what she needs to understand right. is that by expressing exactly how she feels she is being more grown up than than Absolutely. he could ever be by giving him in she's simply being like you know letting him lead the way right she's gotta jump in right. there and let him know how she feels alright
2: so uh, you've heard it all take the advice and Set a precedent because you're going to have to make these decisions your whole life. It's not always going to be an age thing. Guys are going to be coming after you uh, your entire life, and you're going to need to stand up for yourself. Good enough. All right, uh, sell the hell out of the next call, John.
7: We have uh, Shelly. She's had her first sexual experience at age 11. Should she reunite with the first love?
2: All right, I smell some gambling going on on this call, <laughs> no, by the way. I so I let's. Need to win back, <laughs> yeah. Yes, you got a. You're in. You're in the hole for a buck. Okay.
10: Blinds galore, baby. Cool your home, man. You want to talk about it. I know it's getting hot. It's hot where we are. It's hot where you are, I'm it's sure. It's hot right here. It's hot right here. Oh. I'm yeah, turn the air down a little. Anyway, it, the, the sun just blasting through. I mean, think about how hot your car gets. I think how much cooler your car would be if you parked it out in the sun if it had blinds all the way around. Well, that's the same thing with your house. And then also, everything gets bleached out. The fabric gets bleached out. The... You get bleached out. The carpet gets bleached out. Blindsgalore.com. Quality, custom-built blinds and shades made just for you. We use them here. Use them there. It's the kind of thing you get once and you use it for the next 25 years. So let's get going. Free samples, free shipping, free design advice, and uh, real easy. And you save money over the big box stores. Blinds Galore. I really do have Blinds Galore. Go to BlindsGalore.com. Let them know I sent you. Let them know... That uh, they are proud sponsors, and that you heard it here blindsgalore.com dot com. All right, been heard <laughs> from
2: them since. You want to play that uh, one more time, Kristen? Hi, this is French Stewart and Simbi
7: Kali from, from Third Rock, Rock from the, the sun. sun. Oh,
2: how darling! You're going to be doing one of those in about oh, an hour. Oh, that's uh-huh. so cute! And could you please
3: together? Yeah. Oh,
2: sure. That's cute. Well, I figure uh, we'll put the bit guys on, you know, together, but we'll bring these stars oh, in at right. one, at a, one at a time. <laughs> uh, I think I said the same thing to them, but I can't remember how it worked <laughs> out. Uh, all right, Kristen Johnston is here from Third Rock from the Sun on eight thirty nine ish, and whatever it's happened to that, sure by it's the nine. way? Whatever happened to the ish? You know what I mean? What? Like people used to meet you nine ish.
3: Right. Uh, I do it all the time. Noon-ish? It means nine twenty.
2: Oh, it does? Yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah. When I say
3: I'll meet you 9-ish, it means I'll meet you at 9.20.
2: And, like, if you say I'll be over in 10 minutes, is that good for a half hour? Hmm.
3: I think 10 minutes. If I
2: said I'm coming over in 10 minutes-ish, that would be a half hour.
3: But 10 minutes, that's pretty solidly that should be 10 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: See, in my world, 10 minutes is a sort of time that says I'm not leaving right now. But I will not masturbate again. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming straight over. Well, I'm so glad you shared that with me. <laughs> right. You know you're troubling us. I'll be there in fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, God love you. Single single woman. You, uh, you're yeah. dating another celebrity type.
3: Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Me and um, RuPaul.
2: Do you uh, you like the uh, seven foot black transvestite? Yes,
3: I really do. I have a special. Well, you place need in my uh, heart, you
2: need but... a tall man.
3: Yeah. Well, no, that's that's not necessarily true.
2: Right, but it helps.
3: Uh gosh, it all d- depends.
2: Uh, don't you know? Yeah, but don't you want? I've
3: gone out with really short guys. I've gone out with guys like five five.
2: Really? Yeah. Oh, they must have been so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm six two. I'd be elated. <laughs> what and you are like yeah, I saw you on the hall. You must be six I I haven't seen I, her I'm standing up. She's uh six foot. I, I dubbed her five eleven earlier in the show, but I saw she's a uh she's a good six. And you yeah. didn't wear any uh pumps or anything to really torture this uh sometimes jockey I you were would. dating.
3: My jockey. <laughs> uh sometimes I would.
2: You don't mind a guy. So you put on a pair of pumps, I mean you're six four, 6'5". Yeah, easy. And uh he puts on uh, a pair of uh, wafer-thin Italian loafers, uh-huh. and he's five, five and 3'16". Uh, and he comes
3: up to my belly.
2: Right. Which, uh,
3: Listen, if it doesn't yes. bother them, it doesn't bother me.
2: Okay. But you don't, wanna, you, you don't want a man that makes you feel like a woman by, uh, you know, sort of... A man uh, makes
3: you feel like a woman if you're hanging out and they're really smart and funny and right. so, that kind of thing.
2: All right. I see the publicist got to you. No. Yes. It's true. I, oh, please! This it's rap. true. I've hung right. out
3: with some really tall guys right. that are. I'm going
2: gonna, I'm gonna to open the paper tomorrow. You're going to be a picture of you leaving Spagos <laughs> with Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> I know how you. I know how you types work. about. Always talking about. I swear to God, publicists get to all good-looking women uh, who are their clients and say, "Look, talk about smart. Uh, talk about sense of humor." <laughs> That's what I am. I'm a puppet, Adam. I can't think for myself. Let's not know. alienate yeah. the men. Right. But really, you you want you want a big strapping Lorenzo Lamas. All right. I prefer it. it. Okay. Well, look, be honest, I I would too. But
3: I'd settle for a short one.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, you're dating. You don't have to get into it. I but to get into but it. But you're seeing somebody. Uh, yeah. You know. Okay. Well, listen, why wouldn't you? Sure, why not? I mean, you're, you'd so, be... Listen, you'd be so seeing someone anyway, a wouldn't world you? world out there. <laughs> I mean, if you weren't uh, a TV star, you'd still be seeing someone, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah, just because you're a
3: TV star doesn't mean you're, you can't... What, what, what the heck are you trying to say?
2: Well, what I'm saying is, is sometimes people, uh, especially if like a uh, beautiful woman... We'll say, uh, are you dating? Uh, yeah, I'm dating. And, and then they go, oh, well, of course, naturally. Sure you are. <laughs> but it's like if you're 28 and you're working at McDonald's, you'd still be dating.
3: Sure. Okay.
2: I bet Whatever. he's not working at McDonald's. All right, good answer. All right, when we left off, we were speaking to Shelly. Yeah. Shelly, hey, can you get me on Third Rock uh, next year? We're talking to Shelly now. We'll talk later. Okay. Hello? Yes, you're 13. Uh, you had your first sexual experience at age 11.
3: Yeah.
2: And you want to know whether to uh, reunite with this guy or not? Yeah. And how old is he now? He is 15 now. Mm-hmm. So he was uh, 13 and you were 11? Yeah. And he lived next door?
4: No, across the street.
2: Oh, okay. It's totally different. A totally different demographic altogether. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy, there's only someone I could have humped in my neighborhood. I was surrounded by uh, retarded males. That was it. It was like a boy's school in my block. <laughs> All right, let's gamble on, on Shelley. I mm-hmm. have a feeling that something's up with her. Mm-hmm. She had sex at age 11. There's something going on. Now, here's what we do here. We try to figure out what went on in Shelley's past that led her to having sex at age 11. Mm-hmm. What was up with the family unit? Mm-hmm. Was there some abuse? Uh, mm-hmm. Perhaps some alcohol, mm-hmm. maybe some abandonment issues, or maybe more. Uh, it could have been sexual abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse. What went on? Uh, we'll let the good doctor start this time. I'm putting a. Uh, uh, I'm giving you five minutes before I shut your mic off. So go <laughs> ahead.
7: <laughs> All right. I think um, divorced family, no abuse.
2: Going no abuse. Be- you want no abuse last night? It cost I you a buck, smart no. guy. All right, I'm gonna hold there. Mm, Divorce. Really all right, uh, here's what I'm gonna need though. I need so many families are divorced that this is what we call a wuss bet. So I'm gonna it's need. Fine with me. All right, I'm, gonna give my but, money to I'm me. not gonna let it go though. <laughs> I need an age. Now it doesn't have to be the exact age. Was the family divorced before or yeah. after she was six years old? Before. How about five? Name that divorce. <laughs> All right, you're going five. Yeah, Let me whittle you down. Five. I go five okay. I mean. Okay. Five. All right, Kristen.
3: Uh, I would say uh, either abandoned or very remote father figure.
2: Mm-hmm. So and not necessarily divorced.
3: Either divorce, not well, necessarily. Well, you can't go divorce.
2: John went divorced. Yeah. You want to uh, go divorce? I would
3: say, I would say the, that either extremely remote or abusive father, uh, not necessarily physically, just a verbally abusive father, that she had to seek love
2: elsewhere, mm-hmm. male love elsewhere. Okay, so if you're going divorced, you got to go divorced uh, six and over, huh? Six. Yeah, age six so wait, and over. So, only
3: have two choices. No, no, divorced you, or not divorced. No,
2: but if you're gonna, so you're going divorced. We're making up the rules as we go. I, along, I know. Right? I'm, trying to, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to win some money here. Oh, Okay. If you're gonna go divorced, uh-huh. you're going divorced and emotionally abusive. Okay, not divorced. No, I'm not necessarily
3: abusive. going divorced. Okay, I mean, not I'm, divorced. I'm just saying that I think the issue is that she, uh, her, her family was abandoned by her father, or that she was verbally abused by right. a very remote male figure in her life.
2: Okay, okay. very sketchy at best. Go okay. with uh, <laughs> go with go with abuse. Go okay. with verbal abuse. Fine. I'll go with abuse from a father figure. Okay. Okay. There you go. Fair enough. I'm going to go uh, call me old fashioned I'm going with sexual abuse. That's just me. That's the feeling I'm getting.
10: Well, wait, wait, wait. What about uh, the divorce Are you want to know?
2: I don't have to declare on the divorce. I have a very specific answer. You're the one who went with the broad answer, like divorce, okay? I'm going with sexual abuse. I don't need okay. to tack a all divorce right. onto a sexual all abuse. All right, all right. Oh, no, I missed Drew.
7: He'll <laughs> <laughs> be back. Shelly? Yeah.
2: Okay, uh, what went on in your past?
4: Um, I was abused when I was little, and my parents are divorced when I was, like, three.
2: <clears throat> three, and uh, sexual abuse? Yeah, you know, um, So we're all right, aren't we? Well, hold on a second. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Wait a minute now. I went with sexual abuse. All right. All right. right, so I'm definitely right. Okay. And what this is, it's like we're all showing our hands in a card game, and I got the Royal Flush, and you guys did real good. You got like a straight, <laughs> and you got like Queen High something over I got say? the Royal Flush. Right
3: now, you get the $3,
7: okay, Adam? Okay. But we're all right.
2: Uh oh.: right. <laughs> Listen, I don't all care. Right. I
7: don't think that's going to stop me. How does that work? I put two dollars in. Right, I'm
2: giving you a dollar for the divorce before five thing. All right, right Shelly. Yeah. All right, now we're done screwing around. Who who physically or sexually uh, abused you? My father. Okay, and where's he now?
4: Um, he's in oil bill right now, but um, yeah, I see him like every. Now and then, Has he
2: ever been brought to uh, justice, yeah. for lack of a better? Yeah. He did. He yeah. went went to prison, got some yeah. counseling. Yeah. Uh huh. And oh, how how is he now?
4: Um, he he still denies it, but um, you know, he like he doesn't like do anything. You know, like he doesn't like try to continue you or whatever. Well, if, if he
2: denied it, that's probably uh, a good case for him not being completely rehabilitated,
10: isn't it?
4: I don't know. The whole family denies it, though.
10: So. Mm. Well, Shelly, how do you cope with it?
4: Um, I pretty much, I just pretty much forgot about it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I just try to, you know, and like when I'm around him or whatever, I just try to just block it out of my mind, oh. you know? I mean, he's my dad. Mm.
7: All right, well, tell us about this this relationship. It's a guy you were sexually active with at 11. Hold on uh, one second. We're, we're running real late for break,
2: and we got to come out of this about the top of the hour. So, Shelly. Yeah. I'm going to put you on hold. Okay. We're done with the gambling uh, segment, and we're going to get to the healing. First the gambling, Mm -hmm. then the healing. That's the way the show works. Mm -hmm. Only Vegas would adopt this Mm -hmm. instead of the uh, watered-down drink and the kick in the ass on the way out of the casino. All right, Shelly, just hang with us. All right? Uh, We'll be back with Kristen Johnston from Third Rock from the Sun, uh, Dr. John, and myself, Adam Carolla, after this. Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Love
1: line, I'll be right back. Hi, everybody named James.
0: From the Oscar winning screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave comes television's most extraordinary new dramatic series. Starting Thursday, March 5th, watch American Crime live at 10, 9 central on ABC. Then tune into the American Crime podcast hosted by me, Elvis Mitchell. Each week, we'll have a candid conversation with show creator John Ridley, plus show talent, character storylines, and more. Go to podcastone.com slash American Crime to subscribe
2: now.
7: Hi, this is psychic Kenny Kingston, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew.
2: Yes, you is, except for, uh, Kenny, if you really were a psychic, you would know that Dr. John is here instead of Dr. Drew. Uh, I am Adam Corolla, That is Dr. John filling in for the vacationing. Dr. Drew, Kristen Johnson from Third Rock from the Sun is here, and we'll be back in 10 seconds.
5: This yeah. is Love Line on Radio Station.
2: 98 KUPD, Tempe, Phoenix. Madam um, Carolla, that is Doctor John. She is Kristen Johnston from Third Rock. Motley Crew will be in here tomorrow night. Uh, all of the crew, I imagine, and uh, Rick O'Kasick will be in here Wednesday night, and then the Goo Goo Dolls will be in here Thursday night. So it's a uh, full love line plate that the beautiful producer Ann has uh, set out for us. Now, when we left off, I'll give the phone number, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Just having a little uh, staring contest with Kristen. Uh, I won, by the way. Because <laughs> <laughs> I glanced down to the breasts and broke uh, immediately. <laughs> oh, God. It's not fair. You have nothing oh. to look at uh, on me. <laughs> All right. Uh, when we left off, we were speaking. Who were we speaking to? Was it Shelly? Yeah. We did some gambling on Shelly. Shelly had sex for the first time with the kid across the street at age 11. She's now, uh, and the kid was 13 at the time. Uh, He's now 15. She's now 13. And she wants to know whether to have another sexual encounter with him. I'm guessing he's been chomping at the bit for two years now. But uh, we have learned. (coughs) Actually, uh, I deduce this, and it turns out to be true. She was sexually abused by her father, who still not admitted it, but uh, yet he was brought to justice somehow. And Shelley, yep. Okay, uh, this guy lives. Uh, you had the sex with him just one time when you were eleven.
4: Um, it was twice.
2: Uh uh-huh. huh. Hey, did you enjoy it at all? Not really. I mean,
7: no. I was
4: eleven.
7: Good. Oh, that's, right. that's a very that's sane right. answer. Absolutely. And Shelley, why do you want to get back with him?
4: Um, I don't know if I want to, but, um, just lately, um, he came up to me and asked me, um, I didn't really, I didn't remember him, I remembered him, but, you know, I mean, I didn't recognize him, and, um, he came up to me and he told me, um, he's all, hi, I'm da da and, um, he's all, and, um, I was just wondering if you wanted to get back together with me, I was all, I'll get back to you on it, so, I don't know.
3: Yeah. Uh. Do you, I mean, a retarded question, but do you like this guy?
4: I like him. Like I, think he, like, I think he looks good, but I don't know if I like him anymore. I mean, I don't know him.
2: Well, maybe that would be a good thing to... Uh, why, why Shelly, did you not tell him, uh, no, I'm not interested?
4: Because I don't know if I'm interested.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. But do you, do you realize that your interest may not be your own? I mean, maybe it was brought on by the fact uh, that you had suffered some abuse when you were younger and that you're sort of acting out now. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah.
2: You listen to the show? Yes, I do. You know, we get a lot of people, and and when we find out that they're doing things that don't sound quite right, we, yep. uh, we pry into their background a little and sort of find out that uh, maybe they're just kind of on autopilot a little bit. Yeah. Because what happens, quite honestly, is, you know, your dad got to you uh, tragically at a young age, and he kind of screwed up your compass a little bit. And instead of thinking uh, like a normal 11-year-old, which is, uh, there's <laughs> there's no way I'm having sex with a neighbor kid, to you, because of what your dad did to you, it sounded like an all right idea. And now at 13, it's sort of the same thing.
4: Seriously?
7: Yeah. I mean, you, well, well, wait, w- what? Uh, Shelley? what kind of help did you get um, for
4: the abuse? I was in counseling for a while. I mean, uh-huh. I was only five uh-huh. when I got my counseling because um, that's finally when I told my mom. Hmm.
7: Yeah.
4: And um, I was in counseling for a while, uh-huh. but I never really trusted him, Yeah. you know, and I never told him anything. And right when he, um, like, we would just like we would play, you know. And then uh-huh. when he asked me um, once if I was ready to talk about it, I told him no, and then that's when I quit
7: going.
2: Yeah. Hey, John, do you think yeah. that she would have benefited more by having a female psychologist? Well, certainly a possibility I you think, think so. she may Even not have wanted now, to trust a
7: guy well Ed, now, I would recommend that you that you work with a, a female psychologist or mental health professional, but one of the things that i 'm concerned about Shelley is what Adam was alluding to is missing the uh, ability to develop a relationship, and that 's what can happen with trauma when you were abused and I think that's the main thing you've got to focus on is developing relationships. Like real relationships? Right, real (laughs) relationships, friendships, finding something else in common with this guy or other guys besides sex, finding other ways to join with guys besides just sexual activity. You think you can do that, Shelley? I can try.
2: Well, but you do under you, you do understand that because of what happened to you, you're sort of acting out a little bit, right?
1: Yeah.
2: And I that, really, and yes. put it this way: if if your dad didn't do to you what your dad did to you, you wouldn't consider this. Well,
7: I also, no, Shelly I don't think I would. You right? Under, okay. You understand what your dad did now differently than you did at five. Yeah. And that's why now that you're sexually active, it's it's imperative that you. Uh, revisit this trauma and get back, whether that's talking to someone or working out in your head because you understand it much differently now. That's why I would recommend you go back and talk to somebody about it now because look, you're talking to us over the air about it. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so now's the time to be talking about these issues before you get into more trouble.
2: All right, so the deal is uh, to the neighbor, the answer is no. To the shrink, the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, stay with that for a little while. And basically... I give this advice night after night. The idea is, is just don't act out. Mm. Uh, I, mean, I know, uh, I know it, uh, it's like... But uh, you do it every night. I know, but I get paid. Okay. And so it's uh, different if you're paid. R- absolutely. Okay. Right. It, That's fair. Unless we're talking about prostitution here. Oh,
3: okay. Can uh, you keep bringing that up? Should we talk about that?
2: I've never been with a prostitute <laughs> uh, in the United States ever. Okay. <laughs> uh, I want to make that real clear. Okay. <laughs> Unless you count Tijuana as a branch of the United States, but I don't. <laughs> oh. Clearly, it's a different country, and uh, <laughs> it's it's. And a, you're giving advice. I, to I young never, people I never America. had intercourse <laughs> uh, with a it's prostitute uh, in the United States uh, on American <laughs> soil. I can, I can tell you that right now. I don't now. know. Well, I felt victimized. I was oh. very young at the you're time. You're acting out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, is it is it count as acting out when you're paying, uh, Doctor John? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, it does. Okay. It's, it's doubly Absolutely. bad. It's, yeah. Andrea. Yes. You're 17.
8: Uh-huh.
4: Um, first, I want to say I love your humor. I think you're just so funny. Thank you. You've, like, reached a level of admiration for me, and <laughs> I just I love you. Andrea. Yes.
2: Do you think it's funny enough for uh, primetime viewing? Yeah. Like, let's say if I had some sort of walk-on bid on uh, <laughs> Third Rock from the Sun.
4: <laughs> Definitely. Let's say it's
2: Kristen's new beau or something <laughs> like that.
4: You deserve your own show, that's all. It's right, but you.
2: I'm looking as more of like a stepping stone. Okay. Like uh, back uh, little little. when Rhoda used to be on. I, I, I think she spun off of Mary sure. Tyler Moore. Sure. That sort of thing. I put in a couple of seasons of Third it. Rock, and then it's Adam.
3: Yeah, Adam with an exclamation point.
4: And yeah. <laughs> so then Kristen can and, do, like, cameos for your show. In, see? In there my, you go. In my
2: apartment, she knows how baguette. TV works. Yes, uh, you could walk to sure. my... Sure. All right. Uh, Andrea? Yes. What do you need?
4: Um... I have, like, a relationship problem, I guess. Um, there's a guy I know who I, like, am in love with, I guess. And I've known him, like, very closely for about a year. And it's never been intimate. We've just been really close friends. And in the year I've known him, it's like he knows everything about me. I know everything about him, and I can, like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I have, like, feelings towards him, like, in a more intimate kind of way. hmm But he has a girlfriend. Mm. And... I don't know. It's like, I think the only reason that he's with her, because, I mean, you talk to her, and she's such an airhead, you think she's being funny,
2: mm-hmm. but that's, like, who she is. Right. <laughs>
4: and it's, like, it's scary. You know? uh,
2: he's just with her because she's real good-looking? <laughs> yeah. That's enough. Believe me.
4: And it's, like, everybody I know that knows him and her.
2: Well, that'll like, last you into your 30s, believe me. <laughs> I'm I'm sad to say it, but it's very true.
3: Wait, what What did you say? Everyone else thinks she's an Everyone idiot? Everyone else, was just, like, the only reason he's with her is because
4: He's very 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 good looking. Right. That's like the only reason. Because you can't talk to her. So there's like no conversation.
7: So why do you want to be with this guy?
4: Just, I don't cuz like other than that like aspect that he has a girlfriend and she's weird.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. kind of a big block. That's, other than that.
4: <laughs> it's a big obstacle. Yes, yeah. I know, but he's he just he's like the best guy I've ever known.
2: Well, how good could but, he be if yeah. he's with this ditz? Well, how old is he?
4: He's 19.
2: Okay, there you go.
4: He just turned 19. hmm And it's like he, he, like, talks to his mom about me, not his girlfriend. His his girlfriend has been going out with him for, like, two years and has never met anyone in his family. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, close with his family. I know everyone in his family. I talk to his all family. Right, like but, I call, and he's not right. there. So, so, does,
2: so does his grandmother. So does his sister. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If this guy was interested, I, I hate to uh, burst the fantasy bubble, but it's part of my job. If he was interested he would have made a move. 19-year-old guys tend to make moves on women that they're attracted to and spending a good deal amount of time with. Okay. Do you, you know what I'm saying? I, you get that feeling. Yeah. You sort of know he's not interested in you that way. Kind of sometimes. Well, you do maybe Has more. Have there ever
3: near- been any sort of any sort of weird intimacy of on any level between you two? Yeah,
4: cuz it's like he like gives like so mixed feelings cuz like sometimes he'll be like
3: See, so he's sending he's her like the mixed signals.
4: No friends, like that you, you know, he won't even like. It. But then other times, he'll be like so close to me, and he'll like hug me and he'll like kiss me and stuff. But we've never like like heavy kissing or like making out or anything. Mm. So, like a kiss on the cheek, like when he sees me or
2: something. Uh, right, mm. but uh, what I mean is, is he's he may be sending a friend signal mm-hmm. that you may be that she's scrambling yeah. into mm-hmm. uh, into porn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get one of those black boxes. I was thinking about that earlier today. So y- here's the deal, Andrea. Yeah. Uh, we've we've uh, talked about this quite a bit on the show. At least uh, Drew and myself has. But I, I believe that Kristen and John are in the same camp. I am when uh, young men are spending a lot of time with young women. Uh, you'll know if they're interested. Okay. And he is not okay. putting that out there. So all you can do is uh, get on with your life socially. Keep him as a friend unless it's painful to hang around mm-hmm. with him. Don't concentrate on, you know, weaning him off of her. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about uh, attacking her character and figuring out what's wrong with her. It just sounds petty. Get on with your life. Get on with your life. Find a guy you're interested in. And uh, if if uh, if it works out down the road that you two end up mm-hmm. crossing paths in that way, then uh, then it works out. But you can't. You waste a lot of time trying to make things happen that mm-hmm. that clearly uh, aren 't meant to be
5: mm-hmm. right.
2: god uh, God knows i've i 've had a lot of years wrapped up in this as a uh, as a young lad kristen did uh, you ever uh, have any guy, maybe an older guy you were interested in when you were younger, friend of uh, your brother your mm-hmm. sisters, or something like that that you uh, pined for
3: absolutely i think every you know certainly unrequited love is a oh. miserable state to be in, but the the thing that you have to be really—I mean, she obviously cares for this person as if they are obviously best friends too, or she thinks, you know, or he thinks they are. Right. Someone's under the impression that they're really good friends, and one person's under the impression that they could be lovers. So it's—right? She does, I think, taking a step back is probably a great idea.
2: I have the Litmus test. Go camping with the guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. t- two days in the wilderness will uh, solve all these things. If he does not make a move, he's either gay or un- uninterested or both. <laughs> Well, I guess that sort of uh, speaks for itself. Dan, uh, there's no no man ever went camping and didn't get some. Hello. Yes.
5: <laughs> no, I guess no. I I've never been camping.
2: Oh, that's right. That's why. Uh, that's why you're in the state you're in, Dan.
5: Uh, what? Okay. What'd you ask me?
2: What do you need, Dan?
5: Okay. Um, I broke up with my girlfriend, and the next day she got into a car accident, thus giving her a huge concussion and blocking out a large chunk of short-term memory, including the breakup.
2: Okay, this is a third Rock episode.
5: <laughs> I know, it is a bad Wow. Episode. And so basically... You have um, to dump her all over again? Uh, this is the bad part because... She dumped him. I dumped, I dumped her.
2: Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, I dumped
5: her, and uh, I'm trying to be as gentle as possible. I'm trying to be... I just don't know the fine line between giving a darn about somebody and getting the breakup over with and just making sure that it stays, that this stays thick.
2: Well, first, I, I think... I think it's a, she's pulling a huge scheme. She, she very well could oh, be. It's sort of di- brilliant. It is diabolical no. in its own way. I, I I do know some etiquette about breaking up with people who are in the hospital. <laughs> and I can tell you that it's, it's don't make the mistake I made. Wait till I, I they could, get I down. I can tell
5: her that while she's in the hospital that we, you know... Oh, by the way, we broke up.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, because you got to make sure they're downgraded to serious.
5: I do feel like a putz about that, though. And wh- how did she accept that? Uh, she started crying.
2: Mm-hmm. And
5: uh, <clears throat> well, now where are at? Um, she's starting to remember stuff and why, but she doesn't understand why, and she doesn't still and she still doesn't remember everything, and I and she doesn't understand that just because she doesn't remember what happened, it didn't happen. Yeah, I. I still feel hurt over what happened, why you broke up, and she can't understand why.
2: Why don't you go the whole nine yards and pretend like you never met when you see her? Oh, uh, Because we've
5: known each other for a couple of
2: years. Okay, and not that much memory's been knocked out so,
3: of it. So what, your your question is how how to... How do you deal you, you with You've already broken like that? up with her, right? Because...
5: What? I've already you, you, broken up with her. I don't know how to deal... And, like, make sure that you know, I can and show my concern for how she's doing and at the same time keep like the breakup going and actually remind her that we are and just sort of stick that in make sure she wow. stick it in okay, her head it, that she is
2: it's it's not a uh, you know it's not like a chia pet the breakup you don't have to keep watering it and keep it going <laughs> and trim it and put it in the sun and all that the, it only prolongs the agony of the breakup I think so I think what you need to do is you you need to say your piece and then be gone and let her uh, get to the uh, healing part. Mm -hmm. You can't keep, uh, you know, you can't call her every other week and remind her that you two have broken up and check check on her. It's going to sort of reset the timer on the breakup. Where is she, Dan? Let's talk to her. Yes, let's put her on the phone.
5: Uh, I don't think that's a very good idea. Since she's asleep right now, we well, it may be, be just, you know,
2: crass and uh, insensitive, but it's good radio.
5: <laughs> I know, I know. I would love to do
2: that right it now. It sounds
3: like he's trying I, to do the idea. right thing. Definitely, you
2: you are trying to do
3: the right thing, yes. and 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 you know, as far as I'm concerned, this is something that I think people have a difficult time comprehending. But just cut to the chase, you know. Uh, Am I, you, you look perplexed. Well, I disagree well, with me. I don't want to give the wrong I, advice. No, go ahead.
2: You're a big star. Go. Give your advice. Put no, your I'm foot in your mouth.
3: I I just say, uh, you know, I prefer, I would, I don't know what state I'd be in if I was in the hospital after a car accident, um, yeah. but uh, so obviously he's trying to be delicate with her, but I also think, uh, you know, he needs to, you know, let her know he can't just keep uh, pretending that there's something there that isn't just to protect her. I, right. I think right? he needs
7: to move on, but i I would be concerned about her support system mm-hmm. if he has any contact with her family. Is she, what type of medical or psychiatric or psychological treatment is she getting? Mm-hmm. The amnesia, um, and maybe he could work in consort with a support system. All right, uh, good advice, Nate. Hi. Hey, you're tw- you're twenty.
2: Yes. And um, you're either gay or word your folks are going to hear you in the next room. Which is it?
5: Oh, my folks know. All
2: right, so you're gay? Uh, yeah. Wow, look at me. You're amazing. Wow. Syllable we should have had half. money on that one. Oh, oh who says that there's, no, there's stereotypes are Do you know that tro- he said
3: the word oh. "hi"? Yeah,
2: yeah, but when it sounds like uh, Michael Jackson calling from Singapore. Uh, all right, sorry, Nate. Go ahead.
5: I'm, okay, is that better? Yes. I wanted to talk to Dr. John.
7: Uh-huh. Hi. Hi. Go ahead.
5: Well, I've been living with an older guy, Joseph. And he's 33. He's also in the medical profession. He's in the health field. Now, we went on a vacation for him to go to a seminar for his work. And when we were in Buffalo, Dr. John...
2: Hold on a second. Nate? Yeah? I got to tell you, this is sounding uh, pretty bogus. A little too much gay in the voice. Uh, named uh, Names, yeah. names. When you hear the names, mm-hmm. it's bogus. Like when people go... I'm calling in because my friend Rick is is yeah. gay and he like talks a lot of smack and so I told Rick I yeah and and then the whole buffalo thing I, Nate what are you going to do to convince me this isn't a bogus call
5: We've got our own name for the taint we don't call it the taint <laughs> What <laughs> what do you call it the set piece
2: of oh, the set piece? Yes. That's the uh that's the uh, little uh, area between the uh, testicles and the rectum. Correct. Okay. All right, Nate, I'm hanging up on you now. Psychic incest. <laughs> <laughs> you got the word psychic incest yeah. out. <laughs> If that's not the name of a band, it really should be.
1: <laughs>
3: Absolutely. Right. That's a good oh, one.
2: All right. So now I, I feel dirty because I, I dubbed him as gay. Mm-hmm. And then as it turns out. He's psychotic. He's psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good job. And and give here me, we, a, a, we were all impressed. <laughs> now, see, Drew has the uh, boguosity nose. Drew's been doing this show for many years and can sniff out all the bogus calls. Right. Right. You're usually good. you you got it you got it uh, earlier than I did well, i would
3: have I would have been going for a while with that one
2: because uh because I am now the uh, elder statesman of the show yes. because uh, Drew's absent, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, you guys aren't on the show every day. But usually, I don't even think about it because Drew's spidey sense starts tingling a mm-hmm. couple syllables into a bogus call. Mm-hmm. He's just been doing it that long. So uh, I felt that uh, I had to step up to the plate there. And you did it very well. well. Thanks. Really? Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. John? Nice job. That's a good? Psychic really incest. Like okay. my mic on? Do you like 40 bucks because you encouraged me or is <laughs> yeah. that just a freebie? <laughs> Thank you, John. All right, when we come back, you. more uh, Kristen Johnson, uh, more Dr. John, and more you.
8: Meanwhile, as the faceless evil closes in on the hapless, sleeping populace, across town in a shanty one-bedroom, an old woman feeds her parakeet. Come
1: on, Chirpy, have some cheese. You love cheese. Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, I pretty much, uh, l- I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, seriously? Uh, now all I do is go to Amazon.
6: Uh, Yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon, and if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner. located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. It makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is podcastone.com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible.
5: Hello, I'm Simon LeBron. And I'm Warren Kucurula from Duran Duran. You're listening to Love Lines with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm. Just for you. That band. I, I swear
2: if that band couldn't find someone to hump, they'd hump themselves. <laughs> That's Duran Duran. Good-looking guys, though, I, I gotta say. Uh, I've never seen... Warren Cucarilla from uh, Duran Duran shows up. He wears um, tight-fitting jeans. He's always uh, tanned, shaved, and buffed, and he'll wear a full... Full, yeah, leather leather pants, sorry. And, and a full-length, like, mink coat with no shirt <laughs> underneath it. A- am I right? Am I exaggerating here, right?
5: The hairless chest, of course.
2: Right. <sighs> Waxed
5: down to a fine finish.
2: And uh, they're uh, they're wanting to come on again, I I hear, and
3: Yeah. Duran Duran? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did not know they were still around. Yeah,
2: they were. Oh, yes. Oh. yeah They were on uh, four or five months ago? Yeah, about May. Simon and uh, Warren.
11: Mm-hmm. We gotta get Nick
2: up here. Oh, we gotta get Nick and uh, John back. John left. Oh back yeah, back. yeah, but he he's gonna come in again anyway, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. We're here with Kristen Johnston tonight from Third Rock from the Sun. She is the um, well, you know which one she is—the big blonde <laughs> one. <laughs> Motley Crue tomorrow night and all of the uh, Motley Crue guys. Oh, boy. And uh, Rick Kasich and uh, Goo Goo Dolls and all that for the rest of the week. And it's uh, back to the phones we go. Cassandra. Hey. Hey, you're 24-year-old on my line.
8: (laughs) Okay. Did you hear the story? (laughs) No. Okay, you want the story. Um, Well, the situation is um, my fiancé and I had a foursome with a couple last Friday. And the only problem I had with it was when we switched couples and there was there was no sex or intercourse involved mm-hmm. and um um then i discussed that with him and discussed it with the couples and it happened again thursday and everything went fine and then he and i had a talk and he said that his it was a co of hers his is the female and her husband felt a little left out because i wasn't paying attention to him and i explained to my fiance that the issue was that I didn't feel that if I if I didn't want him being with her, then I didn't think it was fair that I would be with him.
2: But um, he but he was with her, right?
8: Um, only the first time.
2: What, only the first time. What did you do? All right, but it was just oral stuff,
8: right? But it wasn't a, a switch off partners like where everyone was together. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the sense, the first time we separated, and he was with I was with him, the the husband, and he was with the, the woman, and I didn't really like that, and I made the issue clear.
2: We all in the same room though. Yes. Uh-huh. What's etiquette, like, when you're tired? Uh, do you say, like, a, please pass the penis, or, <laughs> or are you going to finish that, or... No, w- no. What do you do? How do you switch when you're when you're wanting to switch? Because it's kind of rude.
8: Um, kind of... The other partner just kind of moved off. I he see. Kind of moved off and went with him. Mm-hmm. And, um, then... But I discussed with him, and he said, no, I had no problem. I, I don't mind just watching you with him, and I just will watch, and I won't be with her. And we were together Saturday night, and I said to be with him, the the other man, because it seemed like, you know, my boy, my fiancé, had said, I want you, I wouldn't mind watching, and then all of a sudden, he went with her.
2: Well, and man, I, you can only watch uh, so long with a, uh, your fiancé <laughs> you know. getting it by some other guy with a naked woman in the room. I know,
8: I know, but I stopped it, and we discussed it, and I said I felt uncomfortable, but I don't know how to deal with it, because we had a fight, um. and, I, and I said... I felt like the rules were broken, and right. I don't really know how to approach how to deal with did it. Did you therapy.
2: stop it during the sex? Yes, uh, yes, during, I, oh. I stopped it. You didn't flip the light on, did you? No, I didn't. Okay, because that's a that's a boner breaker. Yeah, that would be, <laughs> yeah, be a
8: bad all, thing.
2: That's all you need. Yeah, someone's <laughs> yeah, look when someone starts crying in a foursome, uh, that is a deal breaker. <laughs>
8: right, <laughs> right. What I, mean? I, I know. I felt bad, and what I said, I said, if I ever feel uneasy about something, I'm going to stop it. But the the mm. issue was with him was that. I discussed it with him and he kind of broke the rules, as he, as you'd say. And when I tried to discuss it with him tonight, he got all angry and basically said, um, well, he, well, he had said that Don, the, the other man felt left out because I never really initiated So that night I, I initiated it. And he thought that because I initiated it, all the rules were thrown out the window.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: And I don't really know how to deal with it, how to get across to him mm. what that the rules are broken.
2: Where's and he right now?
8: He's asleep. he I have a, we have a three month old, and he's with the three month old.
2: Oh, fantastic! It's wow. yeah. quite an example you're setting for the, <laughs> for the child.
3: Well, you know. Right, is well. this is this, uh, is this uh, these sexual situations? Are they uh, are they something you both you and your fiance or husband have? you both want to do, or we did both, one?
8: We both wanted to, uh-huh. and it's been it was fully discussed and. Mm. We afterwards we discussed it with the couple to make sure everything was all right and everyone was comfortable with everything, and and I'm just not sure how how can I bring it up to him without him it going into circles, without him getting angry and saying, well you went with him so I thought it was okay to go with her because the night before we he had said.
2: All right, listen. Yeah. All, right, all right, all right, listen, Cassandra. Yes. Here's the situation. Okay. It's like, uh, this is what the Geneva Convention is to war. It's kind of bizarre. It's like, uh, well, we're going to kill you, but there'll be no mustard gas. You guys are having a sexual free-for-all in the living room with the kid crying in the next room. No, he was obviously there. All right, listen. There's uh, some lines will be crossed. uh, Some some uh, hearts may be broken. Some feelings may be hurt. This is what happens when you involve other couples Mm -hmm. in your intimate relationship. So, I would not bother combing and sifting through the wreckage of the foursome. I would simply say, listen. We tried something. We thought we were both uh, mature enough, or whatever enough, to pull it off. Apparently it brought up some feelings that we weren't prepared to deal with, and let's just move on now. Chalk this up to experience. Uh, it wasn't a great idea. We've uh, now checked it off the uh, things to do over the summer. <laughs>
3: yeah. let's, now uh, let's clean out wow. the garage. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> nothing left but raging job. waters and right. cleaning the garage <laughs> right. off, out on the list. And uh, let's move on because it's really hard to say, well, you did this, or so yeah. I did that, or he you did can't this. Make you're, rules oh. and you're having an orgy,
7: for Christ's yeah. sake. Yeah. <laughs> well, Cassandra, you don't want to be in it. Excuse me? You don't want to be in it anymore.
2: Um,.
8: Not.
2: The whole deal is, is you have a child. Okay. Why? Why? uh, Why aren't you married?
8: Oh, we're getting married this fall.
2: Okay, and let's not experiment anymore on the relationship's behalf and chance screwing up uh, the potential marriage.
7: Right. You know what I mean? Oh, and the parenting for the child. Definitely.
2: Right. Here's your goal. Uh, mm-hmm. You have a child. You become mama. He becomes papa by virtue of the fact that you have a kid that needs tending to. Mm-hmm. Alright, so it's time to uh, act like uh, parents girl. instead of a drunken uh, uh, fraternity guys.
8: <laughs> yes.
2: Alright, good. Alright, so be a uh, be, uh, be uh, big about it, Cassandra. D- don't point any fingers. Uh, don't sniff any fingers. Just get back <laughs> oh. w- with the guy. Uh, everyone, take a shower. Uh, get uh, get uh, get the rug doctor in there and give the apartment uh. a quick working over. God knows what's going on on that carpet. You'll never get the cleaning deposit back. <laughs> she's got the, her, her, her shag cracks like thin ice when she, when she walks on it, oh, I'm sure. Sweet. Oh,
3: God. Oh,
9: the kid's in the lake. Uh, Sleep all the toys under the
8: carpet. Yes. In the closet.
2: Concentrate on the relationship and not who done what to who first. Okay. okay. All right? Thank you very much. All right. All right. Uh, this is, uh, listen, I'm all for having a good time, but when you have a kid and you're going to get married in a few months, it's, it's time to wow. put the sexual uh, shenanigans behind
7: you. And their relationship needs some tending to.
2: Right. This is. Uh, yeah. You know. I
7: mean, kid
3: or no kid, the fact is, she's uh, not comfortable. It's not happy yeah. She's not having too right. much
2: fun. I. I don't want to sound like a prude, but I'm just. Uh, I'm just giving you the facts here, kids. When I say that. If you want to have a threesome or an orgy or a swap or whatever it is, uh, if you're doing it with people that you're only mildly interested in, and it's one of these, uh, hey, I'm, uh, I'm backpacking through Europe kind of thing, and I'm <laughs> staying at this youth hostel, and I'm right. the only one who speaks English, uh, put a condom on uh, and put the Prussian helmet on and go to town. <laughs> but when you're going to get married, uh, knock it off. Mm-hmm. It's going to screw up the relationship. We get these calls uh, all night long. It, it always has repercussions. All right? Uh, David. Yes. You're 32. You're on with Kristen Johnston from Third Rock from the Sun. By
1: the way, congratulations on your nomination, Kristen. Thank
2: you. Oh, I'm sorry. I made a mental note to bring that up during the commercial <laughs> and then got on to my own Thank glory. Thank you,
3: David. You You're care. very welcome.
2: Very well deserved. Thank you. Uh, let's let's just talk about it. thank you for, hold on a second, David. I'm <laughs> glad you brought that up. Nominated for an Emmy, I uh-huh. hear. Uh, who else? I I I had not even seen one of the Emmy uh, nominations this year, although I heard you were nominated. Who were right. the other females?
3: Uh, Lisa Kudrow. Ah,
2: I put a I put a, a curse on her. Oh, stop it! Uh, Christine Baranski.
3: I uh, never heard of her, oh, and uh, I'll never hear from her again. She's brilliant. Uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Lesbian. <laughs> and there's another one. Oh shoot! Oh, Janine Garofalo. No, oh,
2: that whore. It's, <laughs> forget them. <laughs> and any of them coming on the show. You got to admit and that's 10 10 some per-
3: that's some pretty good comedy company. Come on. You it really be. is. They're pretty great, so.
2: Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it sucks that you weren't around like 10 years ago when we were just uh, scraping the bottom of the pond. Uh we gotta give it to Murphy Brown again this year, everybody. <laughs> oh, why? She gotta eat a row. Know, uh, I know. No one else is doing a sitcom, I, I know, guess. Exactly. Uh, oh, please. Could there be any more mediocre comedic actress than Candace oh, Bergen. Oh please. Now. Please. She's she one, like five years in a row and she's just so yeah, but, damn know, mediocre. She's, she's Candace. Oh, please. Uh, we'll get over it. She's good looking <laughs> and she does comedy. Holy <laughs> Christ, stop the presses. <laughs> oh, everyone get over Let's it. Let's get back to David. All we need some new blood. All right. yeah, That is very stiff competition. Yes. But, you know, even if you came in like third, honey, I think it'd be great. I
3: agree. I'm just <laughs> excited to
2: go. All right. It's, it's an honor that? to
3: be nominated.
2: When's that? It's got to be coming up. Uh, September
3: sure 12th, 13th, okay. something like
2: can, that. can I go as your escort? Uh, think you, about yeah. it. Think about it. Yeah. Seriously. Let's do it. Sure. Oh, come on. No, I'm serious. Please. Oh. That, don't toy with my emotions unless you're serious. forget. I'll
3: come back when Dr. Drew is on. We'll do some sort of bet, and if you win, you can come with me to
2: the a we'll We'll do the whole we'll have like all this publicity involved and um i I want to say that I clean up real nice. <laughs> I'll be sober, I won't say nothing. I'll just be nice. okay.
3: Let me think on it. All right, it sounds like a good idea though well, it would I bet be, a it good would be time. fun.
2: Oh, come on yeah. We don't have to make out. No, you'd have
3: to annihilate Joan Rivers for me, though.
2: I'll go right after that uh, spindly old rod. I'll snap her like Kindle.
3: (laughs) She trashed what I wore last year or something. Oh,
2: please. Oh, please. I'm just
3: going to sick you on her.
2: Yeah, oh, I'll go right after. I could take. Go, her. Adam. Go. <laughs> I'll start with. I'll, I'll work the body first, to <laughs> loosen her up, and then I'll go for the knockout. Okay. All right, David. Now you got to hang on even longer because. Uh, oh. All right. Well, so we gotta we gotta go we to just break again. Can hear what his problem? No, I, I'm weary. Okay. Uh, but let me ask you this real fast. What was the big snafu with the Emmy nominations? They said there was uh, some problems. Yeah, mishap. I guess they
3: they announced. Uh, the winners of the, the nominations for the Best uh, Comedy Awards, and uh, they named Friends, which a- ended up being the nomination from last
2: year, and it was really our show, so it was this big thing. Well, oh, and it seemed like I really just set you up for that, but uh, I had You no idea. really had no idea? No, I had no idea. Oh,
3: that's what happened.
2: I told you I couldn't <laughs> All right, uh, we'll be back with uh, uh, potential... Uh, Emmy awardee Kristen Johnston <laughs> John, the voices are trying to John. throw me off while, tr- while John, I'm trying to
6: concentrate John. on John. this okay, you're safe, thank you love will be right back
1: Hello, my name is Dickie Barrett. My name is Joe Gittleman. We're in the Mighty Mighty Boston, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr.
2: Drew. Yeah. Oh, love those guys. Kristen Johnston is here from Third Rock from the Sun. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. John sitting in quite nicely for Dr. Drew. Motley Crue, tomorrow night. And let's get back to those Emmys for just one second. Here's <laughs> this the choice. Your guy is here, waiting. Here's what I'd like you to do, yeah. Kristen. Uh, obviously, I'd like to go with you to the right. Emmys. And um, let me tell you, my star's rising as well, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, there are those who scoff at uh, me attending the Emmys with mm-hmm. a highfalutin uh, leggy blonde like yourself, mm-hmm. but uh, they won't be laughing so hard years to come. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I'm do. saying maybe I do. you should. Uh, I'm like a stock that's going up, and I'm giving you a tip, <laughs> <laughs> real early.
5: You know what I mean? You're going public, baby. Yeah,
2: <laughs> a little inside trading going uh, <laughs> on. I'm saying now's the time right, to buy. Well,
3: I have I have one gentleman who I have sworn has the first dibs on it, and All if right. he doesn't want to go or can't come, then you're the guy.
2: All right, I would accept, uh, in, in my absence, if I was not able to attend or you were not, let, let me rephrase that. If you didn't feel like taking me. Yeah. I think what you ought to do is uh, forget about this uh, Hollywood pretty boy that you're thinking about.
3: Right.
2: I'm talking about myself. Right. Uh, no, I'm talking about whoever it is you're thinking about. But, uh, I would really uh, shake up the uh, whole industry by either bringing Joey Buttafuoco, uh-huh. and, and you really got to go with it. Right. Hang on Like,
3: make out with him. Seriously, a hang on red, red
2: carpet. Like, yeah. right in the middle uh, of the uh, interview with that Joan Rivers, you just plant one <laughs> on him, just a <laughs> okay. big soul kiss. Okay. Or you just stop at, like, a, a masonry supply place and pick up a uh, day labor uh-huh. and just show up with him. <laughs> could, you, could you just see that? No. The- no. No. Okay. Not at all. All right. Uh, all right. Ask this guy. See, Seriously, I think you're I sort of
3: a it. combination between a day laborer and Joey Buttafuoco. So I think that just bringing you <laughs> Thank would you. solve all,
2: all issues. Right. Right. Uh, I'm a little uh A, a little misogynist, country, a little rock and roll. Uh, a little uh, snuck <laughs> under of the border. Do anything for, anything for a buck. Yep. All right. I like that. All right. Seriously. Now, don't, don't toy with me because I'm the not listeners are going to know. It. It. No. I'm not toying with I just it. want to know that I'm number two. You're number two. Okay. You're number two. All right. Unless you're not obligated sexually. Oh, I realize that. Okay. I just you know, <laughs> you don't fear. I just, I just want to put that up front. Don't <laughs> oh, you to feel sure. pressured? <laughs> I can uh, hang out with uh, Bob and uh, Doherty over there. Exactly. You know, the well, that's where you'll on. be. Yeah. Yeah. I got places. I can schmooze. Okay. I'll probably be recruiting other folks for the show and okay. stuff like that. So All there's right. no pressure. Okay. A little something at the end of the night, perhaps, uh, David. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I'll go with her. All right, David. I'm gonna hang up on All you. All right, David, You're
1: no, three. Don't, don't hang up on me.
2: You're 32. What do you want?
1: Well, I, I wanted to call be, because I was listening before I was in my car, and I heard the call from the 13 year old girl, and I heard some of the things that were said, and I and I've been, I just wanted to bring this up. I'm 32. I have a four year old daughter. I I filed for divorce with my wife last year. She and her mother. D- decided to make up sexual abuse charges against me. Nothing ever happened against, with me and my daughter. But after hearing about it, for a year, my daughter believes that something did. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I, I am not allowed to see my daughter. I'm not allowed to talk to her because I have to go to court for something I didn't do. Right. My daughter has a terminal illness. They've taken my daughter away oh. from me.
2: Oh, wow. what, what illness does she have? She has have?
1: cystic fibrosis. And I was her primary caregiver. And the point I want to make is that, and I don't mean to trivialize that girl's problem or any woman's problem that, that goes through this, but in today's society, all you have to do is pick up a phone, say, this person did this, mm-hmm. and that kid is taken away from that person. And that child will grow up believing that their father or mother did that thing to them, even if it didn't happen.
2: Well, that is uh, true, and uh, although on the good side, I should say, a lot of these uh, cases are being exposed, at least these big cases with these preschools and and stuff like that. Now, here's the situation. She went out and uh, had sex at age 11.
1: Oh, I understand. And you know what?
2: uh, Which meant she was sincere with her molestation. I am
1: terrified that my, that my daughter will do something because, let me tell you something. The grandmother that accused me of this.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, so it wasn't your wife, your ex-wife?
1: No, the, my child ended up in the custody of the grandmother because my wife is, had a, well, I, I don't want to disparage anybody. But right. the grandmother ended up with custody. The grandmother accused her first husband, which is my wife's father, of doing the exact same thing 27 years ago. Uh-huh.
5: All right,
2: but uh, that should help your case, shouldn't
1: well, it? Well, you can't. you can't prove that.
5: Right. You can't
1: prove a negative. And so here I am on hold during the commercial break and I heard this wonderful commercial about fathers being involved with their kids. But since I since I started get since this, this thing happened to me, this tragedy, I have heard so many stories of fathers who when they filed for divorce, the wife just said, Boom, that's it, it happened. It didn't. When I filed for divorce, my attorney told me when your child turns four years old, your wife will accuse you of molesting your daughter. It happens in 90% of the cases, whether it be for more money or punishment or some kind of retribution. It is epidemic. It is out of control. And the sad thing is that the kids end up really screwed up. Well, don't the don't saddest
3: thing have. of anything is the kids who really, it is really happening to, it does dilute their...
1: Oh, yeah. I yeah, don't want right. to take away from those kids. Right. And it's hard to determine who did what and who didn't. But all I could think of, and I, and I, when I, I had a call because one... When I heard what that girl said, mm-hmm. I, I thought, oh, my God, the father is claiming he didn't do it. I'm claiming I didn't do it. The father, it happened when the girl was three or four years old. He went to jail for something that he may or may not have done. Right. And, I mean, I don't want to go to jail for something I didn't do. Not a day goes by that I don't <clears throat> cry because I can't talk to or see my daughter.
2: David. Yeah, I would suggest you fire the lawyer and defend yourself. Because you're you're very convincing. Well, and if I'm I were the judge, I'd throw this out. I've only been listening for uh, two and a half minutes.
1: I just all I'm asking is because you guys have so much influence over people huh. with your show. Really. Yeah, I really think so. Know, I, 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 I
2: that's stop. troubling. I can't even get Kristen to go to the damn uh, Emmy Awards oh, with me, please. With what kind I'm of influence?
1: I'm six. I'll go. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
10: she said she'd tolerate
2: a short guy. She said she loved it. All right. Just, just be aware that, that, that this is happening. We we uh, we shall. And and listen, uh, to be fair to David, mm-hmm. yes, this does go on. We hear on this show from people who have been victimized and who do not have an agenda so if you're calling this show trying to speak to uh, myself or John in this case or Dr Drew you're calling most likely because you're victimized because you have a problem emotionally socially and these are legitimate people now this is another situation where there's a divorce involved right. and there's all sorts of extenuating circumstances, obviously. Uh-huh. And uh, this is going on, and it's sad, and there, I have two feelings on this. Uh, one, the mother is uh, despicable for doing it. Well, it's the grandmother. In this case, a grandmother, right. but the mother has a, has a part in this. Right. Uh, I think she, uh, he said that she initiated it somehow. But the, the deal is, too, uh, all you guys and all you girls out there who have crazy effed-up exes, um they 're your ex, you plucked them out of somewhere mm-hmm. and decided it'd be a good idea to marry them and raise a family with mm-hmm. them. I know uh john 's pissed off
10: because he's divorced, but what i 'm saying <laughs> is is <laughs> okay, I, I felt I should speak for you. Thank you very much. But uh, cause, uh, Since you turned off my mic. <laughs> uh, uh, can we turn that off
2: again? I, it, I, thanks for reminding me. It was still on. <laughs> All, right. All right, just dim it. That's good enough. Uh, right. The
3: point this, is... I mean, you, you could have a seven-hour show. Oh, uh, you could. I mean, it, we can't even begin to, to figure this... Don't marry maniacal screwed-up people. Yeah, there I, you
2: go. I know <laughs> they don't always show their <laughs> hand don't. at the beginning, right. but do... Even, John, you would uh, even agree with this. I'm sure that you have to take some responsibility for the people you choose Absolutely. to uh, have a relationship don't with.
3: T- but but right. it's so important to have kids with. I mean, these people right. having kids with, with people they're just not sure of. It's, right.
2: That's why we uh, probably it. just travel for the first five years. You and I? Yeah, I'm glad. just see the world. You know okay, what I mean? Sure. It's, like, it's just a, a non-stop sex tour. The, uh-huh. Start with the continental United Can we go States. We do visit those prostitutes in Manila or wherever it was that you were. Sure, uh, okay. Ming and Shiling, I could, I could, uh, I could ring them up. Uh, Juliet.
9: Hi.
2: You're 16. Yeah. What's going on?
9: Okay. Um, I've been best friends with this guy. He's my neighbor, and um, we've been best friends for the longest of all times. And I, we can talk about anything or whatever. So, the other day, a friend of ours, I, I met him pr- through my best friend, and um, he told me that my best friend said that he wanted to go out with me. So now I don't know what to say because if I say yes, then I'm afraid when um we break up or whatever. We're not going to be as good friends. And if I say no, it's
10: like rejecting him. And we still won't be good friends. Mm, or do you like the guy that way?
9: Um, I don't think so. But
2: no. Okay, you don't. I no, don't. no. 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 The answer is no. That's fine. It's all right.
9: Well, okay. I, okay. Mean, I mean, I'd mean, i like to give it a try.
2: No, but I, I think you're just jerking him around if you're not into it. Kristen, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, said. I I think, uh, yeah, uh, ditto to Nappy Head
1: over there. I, I
3: think I mean I think you you know I think you know and you've gotten known this guy so long, um, and obviously it's something you've been f- struggling with for maybe a couple days at least or something and uh, you know yeah. if it's coming up that you're still going, that's the way to screw up the relationship.
9: Well, the thing is, I I I do think I like him because I've been thinking a lot about it. It's just I don't want to sacrifice my relationship that I have with them now.
2: Well, hell, friends are a dime a dozen. When you how often can you get laid? I mean that's says <laughs> oh, it right over my bed. By the way, oh. well come on, I, 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 you're not thinking straight at all, Juliet. A, okay. I mean, really, this could be a, you know, if you're really interested in this guy, then you could turn a friendship into a, a beautiful, a intimate relationship. Right. Uh, well, I mean, if all the components are there, what are you, sca- uh, what are you scared of? But we're not
9: going to be, like, you know, when we break up or whatever, because I, I don't think we're going to last forever.
2: No, right, but you guys aren't going to be friends forever anyway, believe me. I thought I was going to be friends with everyone. I was 16. You know, when Mm -hmm. I was 16, I thought, I'm going to buy a big condo on Hawaii. And we're all moving (laughs) there, dude. We're going to have. I had a compound in Maine. That was my
3: fantasy. Uh, Right. You're
2: all going to live there with me. We're going to do big productions of Annie, get your gun. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be huge. And if that didn't
3: ruin a relationship.
2: Uh, Right. So, uh, Hey, if you really think you're interested in the guy, then don't let the fact that the friendship might end uh, stop you.
9: Okay. So should I tell him that I want to go out with him, but this is why I don't want to go out with you because I'm afraid the relationship that we might have might end?
2: Well, look at it as the same relationship you have, only uh, plus sex. (laughs)
9: Thank you,
3: Adam. Well, I, I just mean, you know. But that is a great relationship. Right. I right. mean, if you're best friends with someone and there's also that other component, it's it's amazing.
2: Right. It's I mean, rare. Yeah, uh, people do this all the time. They, they they have to, like, separate everything. Well, well. Right. yes, we, you know, I'm attracted to them, sure, and we get along great and we have all these common interests, but uh, no, 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 we'd never, we'd ruin it, and right. this and that. do Which you probably would, anyway. Probably. But, <laughs> uh, listen, you, but you can't go through life this way, right? I mean, you're 16, uh, seize the day, right? Uh-huh. All right, thank you. Well, going out on a high note.
1: I don't think they're aware of how much they suck. Hey,
5: that's not very nice. You kissed my mother with that mouth. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.